So I wake in the morning, it's 6.22, and I curse the last person to use this loo, and I mutter, flush the effing toilet. Waking up early will give me some time before defending my reasons for not liking Prime. I don't share your opinion. And I said, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, hey, yeah, yeah. I said, hey, how do you win the day? Well, you were the last person to go in there. Hi there, my name is James, and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters, helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, I'm going to tell you about how winning the first few hours of the day means you win the day. I decided to set up this podcast about a year ago to create an online community that generally supports parents, probably specifically dads, and probably even more specifically dads like myself who often struggle with their mental health. If that sounds like something you'd like to support, please follow my podcast. If you watch this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. I'm a happily married, 47-year-old father of three, and we live near Brighton, which is on the south coast of the UK. The one thing I've learned, or one of the things I've learned, is that actually what's really important is time. Time is the one resource that is more valuable than anything else. Having lots of money is great. Money gives you more options. But ultimately, if you're spending all your waking hours just making money, money that, okay, you can leave to someone, but ultimately you can't take with you, then is that as good as actually having time freedom? And maybe like you... For me, the idea of being able to drop my kids off at school, pick them up, walk the dog, manage my working day with an element of autonomy is the dream. I'm very lucky in that I've got a job where I work from home most of the time, which means I get to do this. That said, there are other things I want to do, like develop this podcast, promote a book I've just written and write more, which unless I'm really, really organized is not going to happen once the kids are up. One of the main barriers to success that I hear people say, including myself, is I just haven't got the time. I've got a busy life. I've got a busy family life. I don't want to neglect my children. I don't want to be a rubbish husband. I just don't have the time to try any new side hustles or learn any new skills that might become a business. I'm happy to admit that I've done lots and lots of online courses in the past. Indian head massage course, teaching English as a foreign language course, naked chicken skating course, stand-up comedy course, creative writing course, advisor to the Dutch Mountain Rescue course, how to set up a business selling chocolate fire guards course, life coaching course, meditation course. Okay, some of those have been made up and added for comic effect. There's no way my teaching English as a foreign language business was ever going to take off. In all the courses I've done and all the advice I've heard, there are some consistent themes. And from the latest course that I've done, having implemented the ideas they've suggested, I can actually see that there are some changes. Opportunities beyond setting up a business that might mean that I'm completely time rich, but actually more that I'm just happier, I sleep better, I'm in better physical shape, I'm more productive, I'm more efficient, and generally just a bit happy with where I am in my life. And the one consistent piece of advice when it comes to success is if you can win the first few hours of the day, when you're the most alert, when you're the most rested, when you've probably got the most energy, then actually you can win the day. And in that I have a fairly busy life, a full-time job and three children under the age of 10, I think it's fair that I'm in a position to say that my life's quite busy. So at the moment, the days I would consider the most productive start like this. I wake up about six and then again about five past six and ten past six, quite often from my wife going, turn your alarm off. 
or a well-timed elbow. After five minutes of the internal mental battle of me wanting to stay in bed and actually realising, come on, you can do this, I get up. A little tip to help you getting up, don't put your phone on a bedside table. If you have children in the house that you want to stay asleep, keep the alarm clock at least in your room, but put it further away from your bed that you have to physically get up, walk some steps to turn it off. Alternatively, if like me you have children that manage to sleep through anything, put the alarm downstairs. You've probably managed to shake off any ideas of going back to bed to get more sleep. My marriage counsellor asked if I wake up grumpy in the morning. I said, no, I usually just let her sleep in. So, it's about 20 past six now. I go and have a shower. What I don't do is take my phone into the loo and sit scrolling for 10 minutes while I'm on the loo. I leave my phone with the alarm turned off downstairs. Because there's no entertainment, once I'm in the bathroom and had a wee, there's nothing else for me to do but have a shower. I have a shower and what I do is I treat myself to two minutes of fairly warm water. But once I've brushed my teeth and washed myself, I then gradually put it onto a colder setting. This for me culminates in two minutes of the setting being on two, which is pretty cold. I then make sure I'm under that water jet for at least two counts from 10 to 1. What that cold water does is just properly wakes me up. Physiologically, I'm awake. I imagine there's some endorphins have been boosted because it's a bit of a fight or flight because of the cold water, but I'm up. I'm not going to go back to bed. I'm ready to take on the day. I then go downstairs. It's probably about 20 to 7 at this point. I turn on the kettle, and instead of just standing staring at the kettle waiting for it to boil or staring out of the window, or scrolling through my phone. I use those two or three minutes to either do some stretching, or some press-ups, or some bodyweight squats. Just get moving. It doesn't matter what you do, and don't be too strict. If it's two or three minutes of stretching and deep breathing, that's good. If you're feeling a bit more energetic and can do press-ups, or a two or three minute plank, or some bodyweight squats, brilliant. That's just getting you a bit more energised. I then break the habit of a lifetime and something that I've only really been doing for the past couple of weeks. I make myself some hot water with a couple of slices of ginger in it. Alternatively, lemon juice is fine. For decades, I have woken up and the first drink I have had has been a cup of tea, which is probably not great in that it's a diuretic. It's unrealistic to expect your mind to be in a position to want to work and engage and be energetic and be creative if you're massively dehydrated. You will wake up naturally dehydrated. So the first few drinks of your day need to be hydrating, not dehydrating. And anything other than water is basically diuretic. Now, I love coffee. And the idea of ruling out caffeine is a bit of a pipe dream. And it's just unrealistic. But the one things I've started doing in the past couple of weeks, which have made a difference, is I'm not drinking coffee in the evening and then wondering why I can't get to sleep or I've got really fidgety legs. I tend to have my last coffee at the very latest about two o'clock. And then I don't drink any other caffeine unless I can absolutely help it. The first two drinks I have of the day are usually two cups of hot water with a bit of ginger in it. I then turn on my laptop, making sure my phone is not within plain sight, because if it is, I'll pick it up and start scrolling. Because quite possibly, like the rest of the world, I've got a fairly unhealthy dopamine addiction. And once I turn on my laptop, I do a number of things first. The first thing I do is read what is the equivalent of one A4 page or one page of a Microsoft Word document and just read the 10 or 15 goals I've set out for where I want to be in my life. This can also be a narrative of your perfect day. And if you're a bit overwhelmed about the concept of writing a document about your perfect day with loads of details, start it off as bullet points and then pad it out from there. 
Even if you're writing your perfect day and you write three things you want to happen, something in the morning, something at lunchtime and something at the end of the day, that's a start. So don't worry if you don't instantly have this document. If this document takes a couple of weeks or months to create, that's fine. But whatever it is you have, read it and refresh your mind every day. Ideally, the first thing you do every day, just to refocus yourself just to remind you of your why. So for me, my why is my children. Absolutely, there are things in my life that I want. I want to write and publish more books. I want to become a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. I want complete time freedom and enough money to never worry about money again. I want to have enough money to be able to take my family and our mums on two really good holidays a year. So once you've read through your perfect day or your undisputable goals, which takes about two minutes, then start work. And beware of the trap of, in this case, checking Facebook messages. Because once you start doing that, you'll get sucked into the vortex of social media. So I deliberately don't check to see how many books I've sold during the night. I deliberately don't check to see how many podcast downloads I've got. I don't check my emails until I've done the boring work, like harvesting emails or updating a database, the stuff I don't want to do. And once I've achieved whatever goal I set, like 30 more emails or 30 more contacts or whatever that is, and once I've done that work, it's about half past seven and the house is starting to wake up. I probably make myself another cup of hot water. I take my wife a cup of tea. And in my case, I write on whatever book project I'm doing for another 20 or 30 minutes. Once that's done, it's eight o'clock. And it's almost certain that small people have padded down the stairs and are asking for things like Cheerios or a charger. Or can we invite Mr. Beast to my birthday party? I'll tell you what I tell them. I've emailed him. He's not got back to us yet. So it's eight o'clock. I've maybe done an hour, maybe an hour and a half of actual work on my own projects. And okay, an hour, an hour and a half isn't amazing. And okay, that could be more. But if you can do something every day, even if it's 20 minutes on your own projects, to move the needle every day, after weeks and months and years, you'll be amazed at the progress you've made. And the problem is, if you're a parent, by the time it gets to eight o'clock, the day started, and then you're just firefighting. Then you're just searching for book bags, arguing about matching socks. For me, at half past eight, I do the school run, I come back, and at nine o'clock, I've probably got my first Zoom meeting of the day, and I'm into the day. But by nine o'clock, I've worked on my own business, I've reminded myself of why I'm doing it, I've had some exercise, I'm not really dehydrated because I've only been drinking water, I've supported my wife by making her a cup of tea, I've supported my children by getting them ready for school and taking them to school, and haven't even started the nine to five yet. The one saying that really backs this up is people who fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And if there are certain things, if you don't do the day or night before, then none of this will happen. Or there's a lot less chance that this will happen. If I've been drinking any alcohol the night before, there's very little chance that I'm going to be getting up at six or half six. If I've been drinking caffeine any later than maybe four or five o'clock, there's no chance I'm going to be getting up at six, half six probably because I've had fidgety legs or my mind's racing and I've not been able to get to sleep. If I've been scrolling on my phone for any less than an hour before I go to bed, I'm probably not going to sleep well, my mind's going to be racing and that's going to decrease the chance of me getting up at 6 to 6.30 to crack on. So yes, getting up early, having cold showers, drinking hot water with ginger, it's all great. But if your body's not in a physiological position to feel refreshed enough to wake up, you won't wake up. And the rules I've imposed on myself are not difficult. I still drink, but I really think about how much I drink. And what I found is quite interesting is actually, once you start working on your projects, and once these projects start creating things, 
And once these projects basically put you in contact with other interesting creative people, you might find that actually the allure of getting up early to be in a position to create something really exciting is more appealing than a couple of beers or half a bottle of red wine. I've certainly found the past few times where my wife said, do you want a glass of wine? There's definitely a voice that says, yes, I do, because a glass of wine or a beer will definitely take the edge off the stress of bath time or trying to get my kids to go to bed. And actually, a glass of wine or even half a bottle of wine won't stop me from functioning or working the next day, but I will be a bit fuzzy. It will make everything a little bit harder. It'll make getting up a little bit harder. My mental health will be worse. My intrusive thoughts will be stronger. There'll be more stuff to deal with before I attempt the actually quite challenging work of just getting up and doing your work. I think it's completely unrealistic to say, well, I'm going to stop drinking or I'm going to stop drinking coffee because actually life is hard and sometimes a beer or a glass of wine is a good thing. And I really like coffee, but I can commit to not drinking it past three or four o'clock. And I can swap drinking a cup of tea for a cup of hot water and ginger or hot water or just a glass of water as my first drink of the day. I can do that. It's not a massive ask. And I can do some star jumps or some stretches or some press-ups instead of just leaning against the counter waiting for the kettle to boil. I can do that. It's not a massive ask. I suppose what I'm trying to articulate is that success is not one thing done. It's lots and lots of mini decisions, mini choices made in connection of each other that basically help push you forward. They help to provide momentum. So not drinking the night before and going to bed before midnight and not scrolling through social media for at least an hour before I go to bed will help me sleep, which will help me get up. I really hope you got something from this podcast. And if something I've said has created a question for you or there's something you disagree with or you have a tip about what you're doing to help you get the best out of your life, please put it in the comments below. I've just written a book called First Time Dad that's available on Amazon. It's a 42-week guide to pregnancy to help men manage their mental health and help them to support their partner to the best of their ability. If you'd like a completely free digital copy of that book, just put your Gmail in the comments section. All I would ask for is that you give an honest review on Amazon once you've had a chance to take a look at it. And finally, if you'd like to be added to my mailing list and would like to start receiving my monthly newsletter, please put your email address in the comments or alternatively, email me at mydadmissions at gmail.com. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday.